Hey, Rock Church. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, we create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. I'm really just excited. What an amazing moment we had on last week. Hey, let's give a virtual hand clap to Bishop Robert Lyons repositioning worship. I'm going to be continuing in our series on today, Worship Relations, and we're just going to be talking about the story of Jacob and how Jacob wrestles with God. I really want you to just take time and just really understand how long you and I have been wrestling against God versus wrestling with God. I want to give you some good principles on what it's going to really take for you and I and what really happens when you and I begin to wrestle with God. There were some things that Jacob began to struggle with. And I don't want to say began, he struggled with during this wrestling moment. He wrestled for years in his life. You and I have been wrestling for years in our life. We've been struggling with things trying to run from things, not being able to accept who we are. I really want to talk to you about how God uses the struggle of a wrestling match to change your life, to bless you, and to give you a new walk. Let's go right into the sermon. I love you. I appreciate you. Peace. Hey, everybody, it's Pastor G. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, I'm excited about our worship on today, excited about what God is going to do in and through our lives. Come on, let's just go right into prayer. I'm ready to teach on today. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O Lord. It is our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. I want you to go right to the book of Genesis chapter number 32. Chapter number 32. We're in our series, Worship Relations, and we're going to be talking about today the relationship of the struggle. Wrestle with me. How many of you know, and I'm just really reminded of growing up in the neighborhood where everybody used to go out and you used to wrestle. Everybody wanted to wrestle. Uh, the aggression of young men and young boys growing up, we always wanted to wrestle. I'm reminded of the street fights that used to take place and you would always have the meeting before the fight. Hey man, he's a good boxer, but you can out wrestle him. If you can take a punch, if you can wiggle your way through this process and try to grab him and get him on the ground, you might win the fight. Wrestling was all about uh, getting your opponent on the ground. And one of the most um, uh, crazy things about wrestling is, is that if you were able to grab your opponent and you were able to pick that guy up and slam him on his back, it was, it was a signal that you were stronger, that you were more powerful. And then the fight really began. Now we're down on the ground. But it's not just picking that person up. It's not just having the strength to slam them on the ground. There was another strategic moment. You had to have endurance. I've seen so many guys who, who were able to wrestle a guy to the ground, but they couldn't keep the guy on the ground. Why? Because they tired out. They didn't have the skill. They didn't have the fight in them. They didn't have that endurance. Wrestling was something that we did growing up. When you think about it, uh, every young boy or every young man in his life goes through a moment where he 
wrestles. He wrestles his way through puberty. He wrestles his way through uh, things that are happening in his life. He wrestles his way through manhood. He wrestles his way through figuring out life. Where am I going to end up? What is my career looking like? And, and so when we think about this text on today, I really want you to think about Jacob's life. I really want you to think about your life. I really want you to place yourself within this text today and allow God to develop a worship relationship with you today. We're talking about that relationship of struggle. There is a struggle that each and every one of us go through in our lives and every moment that we have, there's a moment where we begin to wrestle with ourselves. We begin to, to wrestle with some things that we're going through, some things that we're experiencing. When we look at this text here, it's an amazing text. But before I do that, I, I, I want to read you a quote by Dan Gable. He was uh, one of uh, the most proficient and profound wrestlers uh, in high school. Never lost, only lost one time. Uh, he was a, a, a college uh, champion. And he writes this. He says, gold medals aren't really made of God. They are made of sweat, determination, and hard-to-find alloy called guts. You know, Jacob had some guts. He was in a wrestling match, and as he begins to wrestle, he was wrestling hard. When we think about this, you got to have guts to wrestle the big guy. If you were a small guy, it was all about getting up under the punch, avoiding the punch, taking a punch, but trying to grab that person to wrestle your way through victory, wrestle your way through the moments in life. And in our lesson on today, we can see that Jacob is in a wrestling match with God. And it gets hard, it gets tough to the point that God touches the hip of Jacob and it becomes dislocated. Sometimes in life, you and I must learn how to wrestle our way through the most difficult battles in our life. Come on, let's pray this prayer with me. Father, grant me the strength to see my way through these tough moments in my life. The match of me wrestling against you has become much for me to endure. Lord, I give up my fighting against you and I submit to wrestling with you. Repeat after me. Today is my last day of fighting against your will and purpose for my life. In Jesus' name, this is my prayer. Amen. I, I want you to repeat that prayer with me again, that last part. Today is my last day of fighting against your will and purpose for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's talk about some things about Jacob. Let's give you a backdrop on, on Jacob's life so that when we get into these struggling moments that Jacob began to deal with in his life, you'll be able to understand. He was born to his twin brother, Esau. He was born second. He negotiates with his brother for his birthright. You can see that in chapter 25. He deceived his father Isaac into giving him the blessing that belonged to Esau. 
And then he worked for his uncle Laban in exchange for his wife. You can find that in chapter number 29. He deceived his father. You can see that in chapter 27. He negotiates his brother's birthright in chapter number 25. And then he comes second to his brother, his twin brother. We can already see in those preceding chapters uh, before we get into our lesson on today that Jacob is struggling. He's already wrestling. He's wrestling with the fact that he's second. He's wrestling with the fact that he wants something that really doesn't belong to him. He wrestles with the fact that he's manipulated into being uh, manipulated into deceiving his father to bless him. And then he goes into relationships in his life where he works he works for the exchange of something. I really want to talk to you today about the worship relationship of struggle. Many of us struggle in our relationship of worship. You guys have heard me talk about it. Worship is that conversation. It is a consecrated moment, intimate moment that engages God and man. We're talking about the conversations of worship, those moments where you and I struggle. How does God use those wrestling moments in our life? Can we begin to just simply identify some of the areas that we struggle with, if we look at the life of Jacob and we look at some of the things that Jacob experienced in his life, number one, Jacob struggled with his identity, the struggle of identity. I want you to just say that, the struggle of identity. Are you wrestling with the struggle of identity today? Jacob fought the position of being second, and in his mind, he felt he should have been first. When the text clearly says that the first would serve the second, however, Jacob is confronted. Because when we think about it, right up in, those, in, 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 in that beginning time when Jacob and his brother is born, the angel speaks to his mother and, she, and he says to him, You're going to, your womb is going to be divided into two nations. And it, and it clearly says to the mother, it, it says, it says to Rebecca, it, it, it says here, that you will have two sons and in the two sons they're going to be two different nations and the second hallelujah the first will serve the second the second will be the leader of the first but here we are looking at Jacob and Jacob comes out of his mother's womb struggling and he's wrestling with his identity how was he wrestling with his identity? He, he has to, he struggles with the pain of perception. The thought of being second isn't good enough. He struggles with the pain of affirmation. My father loves Isaac more than he loves me. You can see that in Genesis 25 and 28. It says, and, and Jacob loved Isaac, and, and, and Jacob loved Esau. But the mother loved Jacob. So there was already a divide. We've grown up in families where each and every one of us have struggled with our identity, the pain of deception. 
The birthright of my brother will make my life better. Have you ever heard of the middle child syndrome or you've heard of of the child that was that was born second or or you may have all boys and one girl and somewhere along the line, uh, children begin to struggle with their identity. We can see here in the text that that Jacob is struggling with his identity. Number one, he's struggling with the pain of perception. He's struggling with the pain of affirmation, the the pain of deception. His his struggle in his identity causes him to to be deceived that if I can have my brother's birthright, my life will be better. If I could have just been first, maybe I would get more attention. Maybe my father or my mother would favor me. Maybe I would get all the attention that I need. The, The struggle of identity. In every relationship that we have in our worship, we we seem to struggle with the identity of who we are and, and, and who we are being reflected in God. Is, is God really living in my life? I, I'm struggling every day with the identity in my worship. I'm struggling. The pain of perception, I'm not good enough. The pain of affirmation, when is God going to give it to me? The pain of deception, if I could just have a better life, then things would be good for me. Number one, he struggles with his identity. Number two, he he struggles with legacy. He's wrestling with legacy. Jacob lives his life by manipulating or being manipulated in his relationships to get what he wants. He manipulates his brother, come on now, out of his birthright. He makes some stew and his brother says, I'm hungry. Will you feed me? He says, if you give me your birthright. Brother said, I'm standing here dying. You have it already in your hand, but give me your birthright. See, that's a struggle of legacy. He's struggling with legacy. Where do I fit in into the, where do I fit in in the inheritance of my father and my mother? What's going to be left for me? Uh, What am I going to get out of the deal? What, What is the will going to leave me because I'm second? Come on now. He struggles with this. How does he struggle with it? He struggles with the birthright. He has a birthright issue because he understands that the first receives the blessing and the birthright. His brother, he says to his brother, give me what you have and I'll give you what you want. Come on now, that's manipulation. He, he's manipulating his way through legacy. Come on now. Not only does he manipulate his way through the birthright, but then the blessing. Come on now. He manipulates and then he is, he is asked to manipulate. So he manipulates, but then he allows others to manipulate him. The blessing, the struggle of legacy, everything that has to deal with the blessing. He uses his father. He disguises himself as his brother. The blessing, his father using the disguise of his brother, the struggle of legacy, the family. Come on now, you, you're, you've already manipulated your brother behind the scenes, and now you're being asked to manipulate your own father so that you can get a blessing that belongs to your brother, and now you learn how to be manipulated by family. Come on now, because you don't understand, number one, your identity, and then you don't 
don't really understand your legacy because identity has everything to do with how you and I approach our worship relationship with God. If you don't know who you are, then you come to God timid. You come to God all afraid. You're not bold. You're, you're not strong. And you feel as if you're unworthy and, and, and everything is just always a pity party. He struggles with his identity. He struggles with the legacy of where he fits in, family. His uncle Laban, you have something that I really want and I'll do whatever it takes to get it. I, I want you to see this here. Then Laban said to Jacob, because you are my relative, you should therefore serve me for nothing. Tell me what shall your wages be? Verse, verse 18, this is in chapter 29. Uh, now Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Come on now. Uh, he, he, he's struggling with identity. I, I really want you guys to hear this. When you struggle with your identity, when you don't know who you are, you'll begin and you'll try to manipulate your way in learning who you are. You, 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 you'll begin to do stuff that you don't have to do. He, he struggles with identity. He's now struggling with his legacy. And we can see here that all he had to do is just say, hey, I'll, I'll work. You know, just, just give me a job, whatever you want to do. But because he has learned how to manipulate, he's learned how to be manipulated, he walks into the next relationship of his life for the next 20-some years. He manipulates his way through life. He didn't even get what he wanted after the first seven years. He got the first daughter, but he wanted the second daughter. Come on now. That, that, that's why you got to know who you're worshiping and why you're worshiping God. You're not worshiping him to play tricks. Come on now. Worship is not about a trick. You give God $1,000 and he'll give you a 1,000 blessings back. No, 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 no. That's false, manipulated, struggling worship where you feel like you have to always give God something for God to give you something. No, 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 no. All you have to do is be in relationship with God and God has already given you everything that you need. It's your worship that unlocks the blessings in your life. Your worship reveals those blessings in your life. Jacob is in a wrestling match here. Come on now. He, he's in a wrestling match here. Number one, he struggles with identity. I've been struggling in my worship because I don't know who God is to me. I don't know what God means to me. I don't know what his word says about me. And so now, I, I don't believe I'm the head. I believe that I'm the tail. I don't believe that I'm on the top. I believe that I'm on the bottom. I don't believe that, that I'm the lender. I believe that I've got to borrow and manipulate my way through life because I'm uncomfortable with the place that I was born in. You were born second, but not understanding that you were born second to be the leader of the person who was born first. That's what it says, that the nations in your womb will divide. And the second hallelujah, will be the leader of the first. And because I believe nobody ever told them that, that mama never said, hey, I need to tell y'all right off the back, uh, Jacob, you're going to be the leader, and Esau, you're going to serve Jacob. But when you don't know who you are, you struggle with identity, and you struggle with legacy. And then number three, you struggle with purpose. Come on now. In, 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 this, in this moment, in this moment, 
Jacob is struggling with purpose. Jacob dreams about everything, about his wealth and how his brother will serve him. But he struggles with the fact that I am second with the destiny that says I'll be first. How can I be second, but I'm first? <laughs> I need somebody to hear that. Uh, uh, purpose says that I'm born second, but my first brother, my older brother, come on, we're twins now. Uh, the first one who came out of the womb will serve the second. That really doesn't match up sometimes in my mind because if I'm second, how can I be first? Come on now. If I cross the line second, then how can I win the gold medal? The person who crosses second wins the silver medal. Come on now. But, but, but purpose is not about when you cross the line. Purpose is not about the rank. It's about where God has already predestined and positioned you to lead from. And because you're second doesn't mean that you're not leading first. Come on now. Because you're first doesn't mean you're leading first. Hallelujah. I know a lot of people who sit in the first chair, but they lead better from the second place. I know a lot of people in my life who serve second, but they actually should be serving in the first seat. But if you can just be the greatest second living out the first, you'll win. But when you struggle with that, he struggled with the fact that what he was trying to become he had now become a victim to his own success. Come on now. The Lord comes to him. It says it, it comes to him. He comes to Jacob because now Jacob is at a moment in his life, I, I, I stole my brother's birthright. I, I, I deceived my father and took my brother's blessing. And, 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 and then I go to my uncle Laban, and I work for 25-some years just to get the wrong stuff, and I still ain't happy. All right, come on now. Leah, come on now. I got Rachel, but I still ain't happy. Why? Because I don't know who I am. I'm in a struggle for who I am, and I need somebody to wrestle with me. And it says right there in verse, in chapter 31, Jacob begins to prepare to meet his brother Esau, and he's preparing, but there is fear because he understands, I manipulated my brother out of his birthright. I deceived my father for the blessing that belonged to my brother. And for years, he has dealt with the guilt. He's dealt with the shame. See, so you got to understand, there is an honest moment when you and I begin to struggle in our worship. We're struggling because of shame. We're struggling because of guilt. We're struggling because we never really had the right answers. We're struggling because we've been used as an accessory. We're struggling because we've been manipulated to do things that we were never called to do. And because you didn't know who you were, you allowed people to mismanage you. You mismanage your fortune. You mismanage your purpose. You've mismanaged and we have mismanaged our worship relationship by standing in a line thinking that if I can jump up and down and shout my way through that God is going to change it. No, 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 no. God meets him in the midnight hour. And the Bible says, come on now, the, 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 the Bible says, and a man came to wrestle with Jacob. The man was God. Come on now. And the scripture says that God saw that he could not win, so he touched the socket of Jacob's hip. And from there, the wrestling match turned in Jacob's favor. In many facets of our lives, because of the struggle in worship, we tend to believe that God is wrestling against us. 
when in all actuality God is trying to get us to wrestle with him so that he can help us realize that we no longer have to fight against him. You don't have to fight against him in worship. You don't have to fight against him in your conversation. Just have a conversation. I need somebody to say, just have a conversation. If you're struggling, say you're struggling. If you got an identity problem, say it. If you got legacy problems, say it. If you're struggling with purpose, say it. God comes to wrestle with Jacob, to wrestle with him. In three areas, real quick here, he wrestles with Jacob, and he begins to wrestle out of him the identity crisis of yesterday. He changes my walk. I am no longer the same as I was before. My lip reflects the obstacles that I have overcome when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh and saw that the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he had wrestled with him. No, no, no. God comes when, you, when you're at a moment and you're wrestling against God. God uses some point in the wrestling match to dislocate something in your life, to get your attention that you don't have to wrestle against me. If you'll just wrestle with me, I'll change your name. Come on now. I'll change your walker. That identity crisis that he dealt with. The pain of yesterday. Come on now. And then not only does he deal with that, but then we got to talk about the wrestling match. The legacy of my tomorrow. He changes my name from Jacob to Israel. You have contended with me for I I have seen the face of God. Y'all ain't understanding. When you get in a real wrestling match with God, he doesn't want you to be pinned on the ground. He wants you to be able to understand that if I'm rolling you to the right, then go to the right. If I'm trying to get you to go to the left, go to the left. If I want to hold you in a certain position, just stay there with me because I want to change your walk. Uh, the pain of yesterday. Come on now. Uh, then I want to change your name. Come on now. Uh, the legacy of my tomorrow. He said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Come on now. Jacob has been fighting all of his life, and the moment that he gets into this match, he understands that he has to hold on. God wrestles with him. God wants to wrestle with you and I. In the areas that deal with the purpose of my today, he blesses me to live without fear of retaliation from Esau. The blessing of forgiveness. Come on now. Come on now. It says it here. Then Jacob asked him and said, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him there. Come on now. The struggle has to deal with you understanding that God is coming to wrestle with you and not against you. When are you going to release it? God says, I want to wrestle with you so that I can allow you to confront the identity crisis of yesterday. 
You, you are who I've called you to be. You're great and mighty. I want to wrestle with you about the legacy of your tomorrow and my tomorrow. I want to change your name from manipulator. I want to change your name to Israel, God that covers, the God of authority. Come on now. When he changed his name, come on now. His name meant that he had the authority of God, that he had the favor of God. When God changes your name, he don't just change it to something that doesn't mean anything but he changes his name to mean God that covers the God of authority as I close here I want you to lift your hands he wants to bless you in this moment of your life come on now I need you to lift your hands and just simply say Lord today is my last day of fighting against you of fighting against the struggle of identity fighting against my place in legacy, fighting against my purpose and my destiny. But Father, I submit to fighting with you so that you'll reveal that the identity crisis of yesterday gives me the ability to have a changed walk. When they see me again, they won't see me as Jacob, but they'll see me as the man, God that covers the authority of God is resting in and through your life. You've been wrestling with identity, with legacy and purpose. God wants to restore that. God is wrestling with you in this worship relationship. And he says, I'll, worship, I'll struggle, I'll go through the struggle with you. But don't think that I'm against you. Know that I am for you. May the blessing of the Lord make it rich in your life. It's my prayer today that you and I will remain in a place where if we're in a struggle, if we're in the wrestling match, that we won't wrestle against God, we'll wrestle with God. I love you. I appreciate you. This is my prayer. May the Lord God bless and keep you. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. We bless and honor you. We create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. I love you. Peace. Wow. Man, worship relations. The relationship that deals with struggle. Wrestle with me, not against me. I hope you were blessed by this moment in worship today. A conversation in worship that'll change your life. Jacob struggled with his identity. He struggled with the legacy, his place in life. Where, where do I fit God in? He struggled with purpose. How can you call me to be second, but I'm having visions that I'm first? I'm having the visions that my brother who, who came out first and who was positioned first in my mother's womb will serve me. But I've manipulated my way through life so many times that I just don't know how I'm going to ever reach that moment of destiny in my life. I, I see the dreams that I'm the head and not the tail. I, I, I understand that you told me that uh, I'm on top and not the bottom. I'm a lender and not a borrower, but it seems like manipulation, the accessory of deceiving my brother, conning my father, using my way through to get what I want and I'm putting myself in predicaments that really hamper my ability to be who I am. 
But God comes to rest with you because he understands that as long as you stay in this fight, as long as you continue to hold on and you continue to fight against him, he's not going to win. God is never going to win when you and I wrestle against him. So he decides that he needs to touch the socket, the hip of Jacob, to dislocate him, to, to put him in a place where he understands that God is not against me, that God is for me. It's in those moments where it's in those moments where God comes to break you and I, in a moment where He's trying to wrestle with us. He wants to show you and I that the identity crisis of yesterday is where He's going to give you a new walk. I know people say that when they saw Jacob, he had a limp, but but the limp signified that something had changed in his life. Each and every one of us walk with a limp. It might not be a natural limp, but we walk with a natural, we walk with a spiritual limp. We, we walk with some type of handicap in our life that represents that God has changed our life. He, he not only gives him a new walk, but he changes his name. God wants to change your name. He wants you to understand that you have a father that loves you so much that you can use his name. He changes his name to Israel. God that covers. He says that you have contended with me. It takes guts to fight with God that long and come out on the end. Not only does he give him a new walk, he changes his name, but then he says, I'm going to bless you. God wants to change your walk. He wants to change your name. Then he wants to bless you. I want you to lift your hands right now and just say, Lord, I'm Jacob. I've been Jacob all of my life, and it's only going to take a moment where you touch a place in my life that causes me to not wrestle against you, but to wrestle with you. If that's you, I simply just want you to lift your hands and say, Lord, under the power of the Holy Ghost, I ask that you allow me today to understand who I am and what I represent in you. I've been wrestling too long against you. I feel the pain and I submit to wrestling with you on today. Father, in Jesus' name, I submit to the changed walk. I submit, Father, to the new name and the new facelift that you've given me. And I honor the blessings that you've given me. So Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for developing a worship relationship between you and I. This is my prayer. I love you. I appreciate you. Hey, we create those relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. Hey, I want you guys to join us next Sunday. Next Sunday at 6 p.m. or sometime we're going to do it on next Sunday. You'll see it. We're going to be doing our communion service. And I want you guys to get your juice and your crackers so that we can begin to reconnect ourselves in worship. Do this as often as you remember me. Do it in remembrance of me. We're going to be doing that on the third Sunday. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a good day. Make sure you take time to give. So have a great day. God bless. Peace.